0: All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you are at this particular time. Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast coming from GRP Studios in Longwood, Florida. I am Tim Proctor, your gracious host for this event. It is the 104th episode of the podcast. For those of you who have been here or have not been here, we've had a bunch of people on, covered a lot of topics, a lot of it ironically, like the gentleman in here today, have been Seminole County Chamber members, and he is one as well. Today's podcast is setting them up and mowing them down. That's a little bit applicable to what we're talking about here with Mr. Tony Smith of Auto Lawn Orlando. We've met on several occasions. We've chatted at the Seminole Chamber before, but thanks for coming in today and and being a part of this. Thank you very much, Tim. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to learn some stuff about lawn mowing today, I hope. Are we? Maybe. We are, we are okay. It looks on the website, which is autolawnoforlando Correct, is that the correct one? It looks like you've been someone who has loved to tinker with things for a long time since you were young. So, tell me about your love for tinkering and doing things mechanical, and then how you got to where you are today with with autolawn.
1: Well, it's been a long road. It started uh, many years ago. I actually grew up on a farm in Iowa. So by the nature of growing up on a farm, you got to fix a lot of stuff, things break. And oftentimes they break because we broke them on purpose, uh, just so that we could fix them. (laughs) So I grew up doing that. Uh, yes. If you're out on my website, uh, you actually see a picture from me, probably when I was about eight years old, fixing a mower. And I seriously had taken that mower apart just so I could put it back together Fast forward uh, you know, almost 50 years, and after spending 30 years in the uh, corporate arena, I uh, decided to take a change and uh, try a business on my own. Re- after researching a bunch of different businesses, came across uh, robotic mowing and saw that this probably is going to be the future in the U.S. Uh, it's very prevalent in Europe. Uh, Almost 30% of the lawns are mowed in some countries by robotic mowers. 30%. 30%. I was amazed by that. And I saw that, you know, in the U.S., the adoption hasn't been there yet. So we are in at the very early stages of this in, um, you know, the residential, commercial, and municipalities. So I decided to take the leap, jump into it, learn as much as I could, try to become an expert in my field with it start helping out homeowners and uh, you know, lawn care companies and municipalities who are all struggling with finding labor to you know, do some of this type of work. And the technology is there, the need is there, and now it's just a matter of helping people see what it can do for their lawns.
0: All right, so I was going to go a couple of different ways here, but I think I will start this way. Instead of jumping into what it is and how it all works, Talk to me about the process for you in becoming a business owner, because it's much different when you run from corporate America and you start running your own business. What was the process for you to become? This is a franchise, I'm assuming. Are so
1: they- so actually, uh, originally I was part of a franchise, but then that didn't quite work out. So I actually uh, ventured out on my own. And process-wise, any small business owner knows there's just there's more steps than you can ever imagine. And that was a great learning curve. I mean, you spend a lot of time in corporate. you never actually get a chance to see what a small business owner does. So that was part of my interest in trying a business was to try that out. I've done the corporate you know type roles, and I wanted to see, you know, could I apply what I've learned in corporate and be challenged by something new? And that certainly is the case. Getting into the small business, whether it be trying to find your financing, figuring out how you're going to market stuff. Yes, in the early phases, you are all of those roles. One of the early things that I did determine that I needed to do was get involved in Chamber of Commerce. That is one of the things that I learned from the franchise operation that I was with is get involved in your local community in a variety of ways, one of them being the Chamber. And through the Chamber, I've met so many people that have helped me out in a lot of those areas that I'm not familiar with, and I've ultimately done business with numerous people, and will continue to do business with many more as our business grows. So that that's kind of been the process. You know, I think one of the key things is not being afraid to ask questions, not thinking that you know it all, because there is no way that you know it all. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if you ever think you know it all, you know. You're, you're get to a cha- get to a chamber event and you're going to find out there's a lot of other people out there that know more about
0: many subjects than you do. Yeah. It's one of the things that we talked about when Craig and I started this was you don't know what you don't know until you realize you don't know it starting a small business. You think you come in, you think you're well prepared and then something hits you upside the head. You're like, okay, I didn't really realize that. What did you have to go through to start your business for? Is the auto lawn your name? Is yeah. it How's so it?
1: so yeah so I I originally started out as a franchise with a company and in, one of the first things you got to do is what's your what's your legal business entity name and it just so happened that I named mine R two C Auto Lawn LLC and R two C stands for Residential to Consumer and that was you know just the name that i came up with a legal entity so fast forward you know a year when i chose to leave the franchise now i had to figure out okay well now what do i call myself it was important to me to think about you know what's going to be something that's catchy okay cuz the mobot name was catchy so what's something that's catchy what is a name that is this was important for me two syllables i did not want a big long name and what was a name that people could hear the name and they kind of understood what it, the business was about. And so I searched and searched, I you know searched the web, and then it dawned on me, my name already is R2C Autolon. So I just took the auto Lawn out of my business entity name to make it my DBA. So filed for the DBA, a name change with Florida. It was interesting because these are things that you learn that you actually have to publish in a local paper that you now have this DBA. That never even dawned on me. Uh, So that was an interesting learning as a new business owner that you have to make sure you have that in place or else somebody else can come along and take that name.
0: Did you get legal help when you did this? We had Jennifer Englitt from the Orlando Law Group on here. And she talked about a couple of things about starting a small business, also about nonprofit. Did you go through an attorney to find out all of that stuff that you don't know? Or did you did you do it on your own like a lot of people do?
1: Well, great, great question. The I did have an attorney when I was with the franchise, both when I started the franchise, getting into the franchise, and when I left the franchise. And I would say that for any small business person, do make sure that you've got an attorney, never underestimate all the complexities. And the gentleman that I uh, had originally spoke to, actually, he gave some really interesting advice as I shared with him the business idea and getting into this and what I thought the potential was. (laughs) He said, whatever you think the revenue potential is, cut it in half. And whatever you think your business expenses are going to be, double Double it. (laughs) He actually was very, very accurate, you know, and in, in the I say that because that goes back to other people who know more than you may. And it's I think it's very easy to get the blinders on when you're doing a business because you have passion for it. You know, it's something you want to do and you just really think that, boy, this is really the avenue I want to go down. When sometimes you might not be seeing some things that should be warning signals that make you just kind of take a step back, not change your mind to doing business, but change how you go about doing it. So yes, I make sure that I have an attorney, a attorney and an accountant because yep. those are two key areas that you can really get yourself into a lot of hot water if you don't do things properly.
0: And that's a great explanation of, I didn't hear it. I did have an attorney go through mine as well. I didn't do it. They didn't give me that advice of take your expenses and double them and take your revenue and cut it in half. But that's a great that's a great analysis of what can happen. So how long have you been doing this portion for Autolon?
1: So I've actually been doing the robotic mowing since June of 2020 uh, right, in the same format. Right just in the middle of a pandemic. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Again, I mentioned I, I worked in corporate uh, America, but unfortunately, there was a downsizing in the organization that I was with. And I just happened to get my notification two weeks before the country locked down in wow. 2020. So there wasn't a whole lot of jobs out there. And, you know, being at the age that I was at, I said, you 26, know what? Yep, yeah, that had yep, been yep. great. Uh, I decided, you know what? This was a chance to try something different. I've always wanted to do it. I just have never took the chance. So going on three years now, and it is amazing of how much has even changed just in robotic mowing. There are now probably over 25 manufacturers of robotic mowing throughout the world of which there's, you know, there's some key players. And of those 25, there's probably at least half of those that didn't exist when I first came into it, which kind of tells you where some of the opportunities are going forward. It, It almost
0: sounds like solar. There were a ton of people, and now they are not as many. Well, then I'm going to change my question there. Why you focus mostly on Husqvarna gear, correct, if I'm not mistaken? Yes,
1: yeah, so like- Husqvarna is the primary brand that we carry. We do have other brands because it's rare that you'll find one specific manufacturer that has a product that fits every need of each of the consumers. And as a provider of this service, as these products— It's important to me to make sure that I have an offering of products that can meet the needs of different types of consumers, whether they be residential, commercial properties, or municipalities. And that's why we carry other brands. Husfarna is our primary because Husfarna has been doing it the longest. They are on close to 30 years of robotic mowing, they actually were one of the very first ones. They actually had robotic mowers before the Roomba came out. Oh, wow. And so that's been, a, that's been a while then. It they... has been. I think the the Roomba has been around for maybe close to 25 years now. I think the, uh, the robotic mowers by Husqvarna have been around about five more years than that. They're very prevalent in Europe and other countries throughout the world. They haven't been very prevalent in the U.S., but that is now changing as Husqvarna has really made a full court press in the U.S. to introduce their robotic mowers.
0: All right. So let's talk about that a little bit. Obviously, in another shameless plug for the Seminole Chamber. So Rebecca Arthur, I'm hoping you're understanding. We're plugging the, sh- the Seminole Chamber as often as we can. But it's kind of hard for you to do a demo at, well, I guess you could do a demo at one of the chamber meetings if you wanted to. You could have the little robot thing run around and do it. Of course, it can't mow any grass unless you're somewhere outside. But how do you then, if I call up and say, okay, Tony, I want to investigate this. What's the process you speak to with a, a new potential client? What's the process? What happens?
1: Yeah, great question. And before I even jump into that process, again, a shameless plug for the Seminole Chamber, <laughs> And and a lot of chambers out there, one of the early things that I did in the chamber was through the Seminole Chamber, they give you an opportunity to have a table as a presentation table at individual chamber meetings and an opportunity to do an eight-minute presentation. I made sure that I had a table at every single one of the different seven-chamber events, and I ultimately did an eight-minute presentation because that helped people understand the concept because it is a concept that's a little bit different to get your head wrapped around. For individual customers, what I will do is I go to their place of business or their home, and I actually take the mower out and I'll run the mower around on their yard so that they can see how it can cut and they can see that they can't hear it because it literally is almost virtually quiet. And that's very important to people. It was particularly important during the pandemic when a lot of people were working from home. We will on larger customers. uh, Most recently, I think I can use their name, the Rose and Shingle Creek, wanted to try out mowers. So we actually tested a mower on their property for about two months to give them a chance to see do they really like what it does. You know, premier facility, and they they loved the cut of it. And just last week, I put in the permanent units for that. So we'll do a variety, really whatever it is that meets the customer's needs. Now, that is pretty
0: cool. We do a lot of work with the Rose and Shingle Creek as well from a teleprompter standpoint with one of our services. So you go to now, you're right, this is a premium hotel. What's been a response for people when they see that? I mean, I, I'm assuming A, it, unfortunately, it cuts down on labor costs. And there's a lot of things that might people might determine it's a negative. But the positive of that is you can mow any time, any weather, any conditions,
1: basically, right? And, and you can get this done. Absolutely. And what was interesting about the Rose and Shingle Creek, it's about finding out what their needs were. So around the area where we're mowing, it's by two of their premier pool areas where there's a lot of traffic. And there's beautiful grass in the – it's called the Rose Garden area. And when they have to come in with the big, heavy equipment, that's a lot of noise. And it actually uh, made a lot of ruts in the grass because it's very well watered. And their concern was the noise and the ruts. And we just don't want to see this going on. So our solution, the residents, I say the residents, the people who go to the hotel, they don't even see this mower because it goes out at night. So we're actually mowing the grass at night so that there's no activity during the day. And all they see is a beautifully maintained grass area in combination with what their workers do of maintaining all the hedges, all the trimming. Interestingly, as I was doing this last week, somebody came out, they were a worker from the hotel, and you know, I got the wisecracking remark, oh, you're trying to get rid of jobs. And I get that a lot. And what I always tell people, I said, well, actually, no, we actually are helping people get the job done because there's a big shortage of employees to do lawn care type work. People don't want to be out in the hot sun. They don't want to be working in the rain. So they have a hard time getting people to work for them. We've solved that problem.
0: And ironically, Winter Park, we live in Winter Park, Winter Park has initiated at some point in the next however many years, you cannot use gas-powered equipment in any of the resident areas, which would lend well for you. You also provide a a lot of other things besides the mowers, and I I do want to get to that. But more importantly, you're talking about ruts. Our neighbor had a lawn service that came in, and they had ruts that they had developed over time, just cutting her little strip in the back it was destroying her yard and i didn't even think about that until you said it cuz we typically mow the same way right you're either a box mower or you're mowing back and forth and up and down and i can see even in our yard you kind of get the same ruts so this eliminates that Th- this the-
1: eliminates that you know one of the challenges about traditional mowing particularly in a lot of properties in orlando where it's small the the size of the equipment coming on your property is not necessarily appropriately sized But that's the nature of the business. It's the only way for those companies to make money is to use that type of business. Well, it's not necessarily good for uh, the grass, either ruts or after a rain. Any lawn care company works on a schedule. If it rains today and they can't mow, well, then you might get skipped until next week. With robotic mowers, the mowers can mow during the rain. And they're so light, 45 pounds maybe for one of the heaviest ones, that is compared to a lawn zero-turn lawnmower that might be over a 1,000 pounds easily. Yeah. So it's much less invasive to your property. And the other advantage is you're not bringing any grass clippings from somebody else's yard onto your yard because that can cause – yeah. a lot of weeds,
0: and I guess that would be another thing about this. It's not going to raise dust, it's not going to raise a cloud of anything with this kind of mowing, especially if you do it at night do you do Absolutely. do you find most people mow at night how there's mowing no
1: you know it it really varies. I mean we've got residential properties that they only want to be mowing at night. I've got city parks where they only want to mow during the day because they have a homeless situation at night and they don't want, you know, there to be any interruption to that. So it's very unique. Of, wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And I I hadn't thought about it either, but I think one of the key things, and this is for any business owner, it's getting a conversation going with your potential customer to really understand what is it that they're really wrestling with that they're trying to solve for. Once I figured out how to kind of listen better and listen well you start to realize everybody's you know, situation is different. The product that we sell can meet a lot of their needs, and it's really just being able to point out how that can solve for them. Some people, they don't, they don't like the dust because they have allergies. They don't like the noise. You know, They want to be quiet because they're on conference calls. We've got that. I
0: imagine working from home might have helped or changed your business quite a bit because people working at home obviously don't want the yard guys out there. If you're on a conference call with a client or a business partner and you hear the mower in the background and the weed whacker and everything else, that can be kind of...
1: That's disruptive to say the least. And uh, it was interesting, you know, the pandemic versus when the mowers were coming, not a lot of people knew about them. I think this was much more advantageous over in in europe where it was already adopted more if there's a movement to more working from home in the future i think people are now going to see and recognize the huge advantage that robotic mowing and to your point the battery powered equipment you know winter park is an example like our company we do robotic mowing but we also sell a full line of battery powered so hopefully every one of your uh Neighbors in Winter Park will call us up when they need their battery-powered weed trimmer.
0: Okay, let's say I've I've spoken to you and say, you know what, Tony, I think this is something I want to try. How does it work? Do I try it for a month?
1: Do I lease? Do I buy? How does it all work? Great question. We have a different – we sell. We can sell the mowers. We rent them. That's a a unique thing about what we do is that we'll rent the mowers. So a customer, rather than paying a lawn service – is just renting the mowers. There is, uh, whether you buy the mowers or you rent, there's always an installation fee. And what that fee covers is getting the mower set up on your property, because the mower is dedicated to each individual property. And we put in a place wires in the ground like a dog fence, and and our mowers do work with places that have dog fences. Uh, but we place a uh, wire in the ground, which keeps the mower on the property, keeps it out of flower beds. And typically that's anywhere from a half day to a full day type of operation. So the customer is going to pay for that and the cost of the wire. And it ranges anywhere from $400 to upwards of $800, depending upon the size of a property. Then from there, if they're renting They just pay a month-to-month rental cost, depending upon the size of their yard, which drives which mower we use. So that's the rental side. If somebody wants to buy them, they can do the buying, and they buy the mower. And then there's actually a return policy with Husqvarna that if they're not satisfied in a certain period of time, I believe it's 90 days, they can return the mower. Actually, I think for the consumer, it's a full refund. And then uh, they don't get anything back from their installation. right? So there's some risks that they take there. But the biggest thing that I always try to take people through is whether you're renting or you're owning, I come and do the demo and I explain it fully so that they know what they're getting and that pretty much eliminates any issues of dissatisfaction.
0: Does it work? A lot of us here in Florida have St. Augustine Grass. Does it work okay with heavy grass? Obviously, it's not going to get as long. It's not going to go for three weeks, and it's now a mountain, and you're trying to dig through all that. It's going to maintain it on a regular basis. Does it work in just about any kind of grass?
1: Yeah, pretty much any type of grass. A difference with robotic mowing is we call it, it maintains. It maintains your yard. So if you have St. Augustine, most people will mow their St. Augustine anywhere from three to four inches. It will maintain the grass at whatever height that is that you normally mow. So, at. so
0: that was going to be my next question. It's adjustable, then you can adjust it you to can, the height. Though. Okay, you
1: can adjust. So if different seasons, you want it, within a certain range on the mowers. So what I always explain to people is, whatever your lawn looks like when you get it currently mowed, whether you're mowing it yourself or someone else, that look of like, and I always tell them like two days later. Okay, Two days after you mow, because when most people mow their lawn, because the lawn has been mowing for or growing for a week or so, there's, the grass clippings can be an inch to inch and a half long, and those grass clippings are just laying on top of your yard, and that's when people see like the grass clippings and it's brown, but after a few days, it finally works itself down into the grass. How your lawn looks at that point in time when it's been cut recently and there's no grass laying on top, that's how your lawn will look at all times. And-
0: Save us having to collect our, because we collect ours and, yeah, you and, don't have to, and yeah. do whatever that is. So that would that would solve that problem. All right. So if it's a, like a lawn service, and that was going to be another one of my questions, you could probably work it in conjunction with a lawn service. It actually might make some of the lawn services more efficient because they can come in and do... The hedges, the edging, the trimming, all the other cleanup and spend less time mowing if you wanted to do that as well. I mean, you'd be paying for two. I guess it would kind of depend on you.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely. I mean, uh, what I always tell people is the robotic mowing, it takes care of your grass. It does obviously does not edge, trim, some of the other things. So customers will ask, well, what do I do about that? Well, there's different options. Either some people will do it themselves, even if they haven't been doing it particularly during the pandemic, because people wanted the exercise. They wanted to do something. They wanted yeah. to do something. They want to be involved in, in a lot of homes in Florida. You know, They're not big, huge acreages. And so a half an hour, somebody can go out there and do the trimming and the edging and get some exercise. So we, we bring up that option uh, because even if they're renting or buying, we just include the trimmer. As part of the rental package. That way, if something happens with it, we just bring them out a different
0: one. Just bring them out a different one. Now, if you have a lawn, like a lot of us here in Central Florida, you've got pavers. We have our lawn. We've got a rounded area in the front of our house. And then there's a pavers and there's a side and then there's a back. Does the mower go from place to place over? I mean, so it doesn't really matter. If it starts in the back, it can do the back. Then it can move to the front, do the front. And it just kind of does this thing.
1: Yeah, one, one of the great things about the Husqvarna robotic mower is it has uh, mapping and GPS technology. So it will literally map out your yard in one meter squares. And it has a memory of not only where it's mowed, but it senses the thickness of the grass. Everybody's lawn has different growth rates of their grass. Well, the Husqvarna robotic mowers kind of pick up on that and they keep everything level. So if you have an area of your yard that grows faster than another, the mower is probably going to spend more time there, okay? To keep it level with the rest of the yard. If somebody has a front yard, backyard, and it's separated by a fence, we have fence doors to allow the mower to go through the fence. And then there's there's ones that are designed if you got pets, and ones that are designed if you don't. So there's a lot of different options. So
0: is there a potential problem for pets that want to play with the mower?
1: No, there's uh and I've seen all scenarios of pe- I've seen pets that want to play with it, I've seen pets that get scared of it. From a safety perspective, the mowers are designed with sensors on them so that if they bump into something, they'll stop and go a different direction. So whether that's a pet, whether it's an object laying out there, whether it's a, a child out playing because they're des- because they d- are designed to run autonomously, There's so many safety features to make sure that nobody gets hurt or no pets get hurt. All right. If you have pets, you're going to have pet debris in your yard. Or if you have moles,
0: you know, the moles push up stuff, how sensitive is it? Does it go over certain things? And what happens then?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's what I always share with people. It's, you know, depends on the size of your dog, right? (laughs) You know, from a... From a rental, because part of our rental is we come out, we change the blades, we clean the mower, we update the software. So I don't even have to clean the mower anymore? So wow. you don't even Sold. have to clean the mower. <laughs> and, and I definitely know which of my customers have dogs because it gets on the wheels and uh, it's uh, yeah. quite a spicy unit, but it does, not hurt the, it does not hurt the mower at all.
0: What are some of the advantages to a consumer like myself? We don't have a big yard. It's probably 70 feet wide. 120 deep. So it's a, it's a long, narrow lot. What's the advantage of me having that as opposed to doing it myself?
1: So with the robotic mowers, you know, a couple of advantages. One, you you do not have to get out there and do it yourself. That's clearly in Florida a big advantage. You know, having a healthy lawn, the way in which these mowers cut the lawn on a frequent basis, and they're only cutting off about a quarter of an inch at a time, which is just much healthier for the grass. Whenever we normally cut our gr- lawns, oftentimes we're cutting a third, uh, half of the growth. And that just shocks the, the the grass, any type of grass. And it has a tough time uh, dealing with that. Doing the robotic mowing, ultimately, we find that it helps cut down on the amount of irrigation needed, the amount of fertilization needed, the amount of pesticides and herbicides. We have a customer... Volusia County Schools uses us on a high school, and they commented that the amount of money that they save through the reduction of herbicides and pesticides on their fields actually pays for the robotic mowers. So that's another advantage. It's uh, quiet. That's
0: very interesting. I don't think anybody would, I wouldn't have thought about that. Figured the money you're saving perhaps on labor and personnel to do all that. But you're talking about saving money from an environmental standpoint.
1: You save on the environmental, so you've you've got that. You've got the quietness of the mowers. Uh, you know these mowers are great. You know, like a church properties, cemeteries. You know where it's it's hard to time you know time when you're out doing stuff. From a if you're a lawn care company utilizing our services, whether you're renting from us or you're actually buying these and in, uh, employing them in your business. You're helping solve a problem. You're having a tough time finding people. And if you are a lawn service and you don't need big zero-turn mowers, you don't need big two-wheel, two-axle trailers, which means you don't need a big F-250 to pull your trailer. You can get by with a uh, a lot less equipment and a lot cheaper operation.
0: How long do they last? We have a system for our yard. How long will it last before it dies?
1: Yeah, so depending upon the mower, they can last anywhere from 60 minutes to four and a half hours. Now, at the end of that time, you don't have to worry about it because it automatically goes back to its charging station. So it will go back to the charging station, recharge, and if it still needs to be going out and mowing to maintain that always cut appearance, it'll just go back out on its own. And it ranges anywhere from some people are running four hours a day to we have mowers that are running 24 hours a day, seven days a week in the summer.
0: How long does it take to recharge then? Is it, do you have to have special, you know, wiring for these units? What's the the process?
1: Great, great question. It's a standard, standard, uh, you know, 120 outlet and it'll, most of the mowers will recharge in an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. And all of our mowers can actually operate off of solar charging. So we actually have solar charging stations that we'll use. So some home homeowners don't have electrical where they need it, and we'll use a solar charging station. We do city parks. Not every city park has electrical. And if they don't have electrical, we can put in a solar panel and just charge off of that.
0: Do you have a problem with theft? Somebody sees this especially at a park, ooh, this is a great little thing. I'm going to snatch it and take it home. What about theft?
1: Yeah, that theft is a question that I get from every single customer. And we have really there's three tiers of theft prevention. One is there's shotgun, pistol. <laughs> no, <laughs> Probably not those, but uh, each of the mowers, they have decals on them to you know, warn people that this is has anti-theft mechanisms. That doesn't always work. If somebody goes to pick up a mower, it'll set off an alarm. And we have those alarms. We can run the alarm anywhere from one minute up to 10 minutes. So depending upon where we have it. And that pretty much resolves most of the issues. In almost three years, I've had two mowers stolen. And then we utilize the third, which is we have GPS tracking. So I was able to see where the mowers were, and I call up the uh, authorities, the police department, and that uh, where it got stolen from. And I've I've actually been on uh, some actual visits with the police as we recovered mowers and had them back up and going within 48 hours.
0: That's got to be just so embarrassing. You steal somebody's mower and then the police show up and say, <clears throat> excuse me, can I have the mower back here? And you're under arrest for theft. That's just...
1: Yeah, it's not, uh, and I don't think people realize it when they do it, but it's actually a felony. And really,
0: to steal somebody's...
1: Well, it's a felony is based it, upon whatever the dollar value is. Oh, so. man, it's like, like the Lawnmower
0: Man film from back in the, <laughs> whatever it was. Well, I appreciate you coming in here today. There's a lot of other things I want to get to, but before we do anything, how can people get a hold of you to find out what you can do for them?
1: Yeah, the best way is feel free to call me direct. My cell phone number is 407-340-3377. If that works for you, text. You know, you can text to that line. You can reach me on email, which is twsmith66 at outlook.com. Or feel free to visit our website, autolaunoforlando.com.
0: That's where we're at. When I was looking for some of the stuff that you had, you got fences, you've got mower houses. So, the, what is the mower housing before we before we finish?
1: Yeah, th- these mowers can be outside. Uh, I mean, that's where they are located is outside, and they can be out in the elements. We usually try to put them in shaded area, but you know, some people want to have it even more protected. So, we we make little mower houses. Think a doghouse, right? Yep. I mean, it's just a little house over the mower. So we we make some. You know, you see on the website a lot of different varieties, everywhere from, you know, restored wood to we've got uh, mower houses from Italy that are very high end, like a Lamborghini. So... (laughs)
0: And, and I'm sure you know, I'm, I'm not trying to mock anybody. Either. To me, okay, you've got something that cuts your lawn, it gets dirty, and you put it in this nice little fin. I'd be fine with just a woodshed, and, but that's just that's kind of funny that people well, and, would should do it.
1: And it's interesting because, I mean, people just like their Roombas, almost everybody I have has a name for their robotic mower.
0: What are some of the better names? Have you heard some I, of the better well, names? Well, I knew
1: you were going to ask that. So <laughs> I've had Spike, Whiskey... Oh boy, Donald! Uh, you know somebody who didn't like one of our presidents. <laughs> um, I don't know why he called his mower that, but the uh, mower is doing a great job. But I let's not go there. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, there's there's been a lot of creative names, uh, and it's always fun when the kids name them too. I think that would be
0: great. For, although, if you have a mower and you have kids, and you've taken away the ability for them to you know work out in the yard, isn't that why we have kids so they can work in our yard? But Anyways, and I've seen you at the at the Seminole Chamber, I don't know how many times, and I've listened to your, your spiel quite a few times, and I might have to have you come out and take a look at ours and see, because my wife does most of our yard mowing. I do all the edging and trimming. Wait a minute. Now, if I have the yard lawn mowing taken away, hmm, that means that I have to do the rest of it. I will have to think about that. <laughs> but I might want to have you come out and take a look and just see what it would involve and if it makes sense for us, because we are getting older. Well, that let me ask you that. People that are getting older that maybe don't want to have a lawn service, is that an option for them? You get to a point where you shouldn't be out in the elements at a certain age. Is that a benefit for somebody like that?
1: Yes. I mean, we've got uh, customers who are a variety of ages, obviously. But certainly as we get older, being out in the hot sun is not probably the best thing for us to be doing. And, you know, so taking away the mowing, which which is a a really hard part of the work. And then we have customers that will do the trimming and the edging, and it just becomes a package price, whether our company's doing it or we partner with their existing people. We've got a solution out there for whatever they're facing.
0: Do you have do you have partnerships with lawn service companies? It seems to me like it might be a fairly decent marriage for you guys to provide one thing, they provide the other. They can handle more clients without quite as yeah, much. Yeah,
1: we, we have partnered with individuals. We don't have an actual partnership in place with one specific. And the reason why is right now, anyway, is because we're still small and we pretty much handle all of the Orlando area. Lawn companies handle portions of a geography. So what we've worked with customers is to say, hey, you know, we can work with your existing person or if it's an area where one of our existing people that we've done work with can come in and help them out, we'll do that. And in some situations we'll actually bring that work in house.
0: What are the reasons that people say, nah, this just isn't for me?
1: Yeah. So I think some of the smaller homes or smaller properties is cost in and, and I say cost for the smaller homes because that's really the only size places that it doesn't make sense because uh, you know a typical small home might be getting eighty dollars a month they're just not half to but as you get larger the economics are definitely there that robotic mowing is as economical as traditional mowing so that's that's usually the biggest thing that somebody might avoid is because well it's just not in their their budget. Per se, but those people tend to be just the smaller locations. Anybody else, because the price is competitive. Aside from that, that that's really probably the biggest thing. You know, I think the newness of it. It's very early, even though there's there's two million of these things by Husqvarna alone in Europe. In yeah. the U.S., it's just new.
0: Well, again, Tony, thank you for being here today. There's a lot of stuff we didn't cover, but I'm sure at the next Seminole Chamber we can ask it, and you can ask him questions if there's something we don't cover when you need a a lawn service of robotic mowing. So thanks, and we'll check you next time. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for listening to the Check Your 6 podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.